All right, everybody, we are live. And as you can tell, we got the awesome Andy from Geek Salad with us once again. Thank you for joining us, sir. Always a pleasure. Uh, awesome, awesome. So if you guys were checking out the page uh, on our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you know that we're doing some Marvel stuff today. And Marvel's always fun, as we were just talking about a minute ago before we popped on. Um, so the first part is going to be mainly just kind of opinion chat because when it comes to guessing Marvel, it's like pulling teeth. So everything we say probably will not be true, but who knows? <laughs> um, and then afterwards, we're going to go into a kind of an OG comic. I think it's been around for a while. Um, and we're going to kind of go over the comic and then possibly discuss maybe the differences, the movie, just because of legal you know, issues and all that. But let us pop right in. And um, we're going to do a little Spider-Man 3 Venom 2. So... We'll talk about what we know first, mm -hmm. and that is very little. Um, and then we're going to kind of decide. <laughs> I don't know you, you laugh, but it's true. Um, right. And then we're going to decide um, if there's any connections, if they are going to go through, because there is some blurb of possible moving the two together and doing whatever. But um, so just for fun, obviously, we last left our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man coming home from Europe. Um, and we all know, you know, with the whole Mysterio and all that junk and everything. And at the end of the film, we got a glimpse of our buddy J. Jonah Jameson from the Tobey Maguire film. So, so happy to see that. Huh? I was so happy to see that. Well, I, we, most of us were. It was actually because because on um, I was watching on TV the other day. They've been replaying the old Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans on AMC. So it's always fun to kind of like go back, watch them on TV, and then go, oh, hey, there's a little snippet of whatever. So first off, obviously, because of everything going on, they were going to start filming earlier this year, I think even possibly last December. Now, from different tweets, Tom Holland, Marvel, whatever, it looks like they're aiming, and again, this is aiming, to start three in July, August of this year. I'm going to jump off the thing right there and say probably not. Um, I know a lot of things are being canceled through the end of this year anyway, whether it be concerts, whether it be other TV shows. I know some people that work in the business that aren't shooting at anything right now just because. So we'll start off with that one right there. Um, is there, and again, it's always a possibility, is there a slight possibility that we are going to get filming for this anytime soon? By soon, you mean 2021? That's really all I can. I, okay, so soon for you would be next year at some point. Yeah, I I really I really kind of feel too that even in a sense of uh, normalcy, there there's still probably a lot of work that needs to be done on the stuff that hasn't even been released yet, or the stuff that is already in some semblance of production. Well, I'm glad uh, you brought that up. You can keep talking, but that actually brings yeah. up a good point. So keep on. Pre-production can wait at this point if you've you've you're essentially in the actual production stages of stuff like um, the Multiverse of Madness or um, well, pretty much Eternals. I'm sure Eternals is in is in heavy post-production. Oh yeah. And if they're not, if I'd be shocked if they're not in reshoots. That can't be done right now because of everything that's going on. Well, I'm glad you actually brought that up because I totally forgot about Eternals, but. I was when I was reading, I did, you know, I looked up the uh, Doctor Strange sequel, looked up the next Thor movie, um, and all of them are that all of them that were supposed to be sooner are also pushed too. So I think 
the issue, I think the issue they're going to have is they probably don't really care about a timeline anymore. They're probably not going to try, you know, yes, yes, they're going to make the universe make, make it seem like it's legit. So they'll try to make the movies fall into each other as they usually do from what we've seen up until uh, Endgame. Um, right. But I think the issue is going to be is that there's so many going on. And again, there's also the TV shows too. So there's all of the uh, Disney Plus shows that are that could could already be done because as far as I, of what I've been told, TV is a little easier to get away with because you can get a lot more done in a period versus yeah. a movie. And again, that's not always true. Sometimes TV is shot all over the place. But I think the issue that I see them having is they're going to, they'll hopefully try to keep up the quality but it's going to be a matter of when can they actually do this safely? And as I'm reading, because as you were talking, I was reading, they still want to put out number three next year. But if they're not really shooting now, I don't no really, way. unless somehow they already have footage previous, which rarely happens. I think you're right. I think right. everything's going to be off maybe even for two years. I, I don't know. You know, everything might be pushed back to 22 or 23 just because I don't really know what the hell is going on right now. Um, <laughs> but I actually, what I did notice is that I, I, we, uh, at home, we follow NCIS. And what I'm yeah. noticing is that there hasn't been an NCIS episode for a couple weeks and that's a TV show. So if they're having, if they're trying to spread out their shows what does that say for the bigger studios making big blockbuster movies? So, again, we, I, we, we, we've talked about this before. We always go in saying what we read is probably not true, but maybe there's a ray of sunshine. I don't know. I just got an email for a concert I was supposed to go to in September. They're postponing that September concert. So if they're postponing things like that, yeah, I'm going to go off with you and say – None of this is going to be happening anytime soon-ish. You know what I mean? I don't. <laughs> right. Even like I said, even if even even if things clear up to the point where you can actually get multiple people in close quarters together to do it, there's so much work that needs to be done on the stuff that has already been shot. Um. I, I don't. I'm not worried too much. Too worried about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier because I'm fairly certain that was already done and well i think that one i think loki i think most of them were already more or less at least partially done so at least they have like half a season's worth i think like wandavision i believe was like that too i think wandavision's already been shot okay there you go and then you know the, the beauty of of cg you know for all of its its ups and right. downs it is something that you could technically do from home <laughs> with the proper True. equipment so you know it, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you got a point. I was, I, I, it, as good as it looks, sometimes that's all it is. And I mean, if that's what you're going to get, that's what you're going to get. Like, I was watching, um, I was actually, I was watching an old black and white movie earlier, and it seemed to me it looked better without the CGI than CGI movies do sometimes. But <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you're right. I mean, you make a valid point. They can, if they can use a computer to get it done, and we want it, and it'll look decent, then I guess I'm thumbs up on it. <laughs> I mean, I you know, obviously Marvel, DC, all those people, they're, they're not going to they're not going to do the crappy way out if they don't have to. But at a time yeah. like this, if they don't have a choice, 
Well, it's it's not so you much I mean? that you're using your home computer for that either. I mean, it's one of those things where just like with with what like what we did with work, you send that you send the the proper terminal home with that person. In this case, right. the art, the editors, the artists, the people who do the rendering and all that, um, to make it work. And how how stable is your internet connection? Good. Have at it. <laughs> You know, and, and it's funny because I think, uh, like, I was I did a live last time on DreamWorks, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, like I wonder, you know, if it's animation also getting affected too? Because if you think about it, animation, you really don't have to be anywhere. You have to get the voices, obviously. But other than that, it's pretty much a bunch of guys in the room drawing up and doing the stuff. So at the same, but but then somebody pointed out that you still have to like, you know, get the edits correct. You have to link up the sound, so you still have to have people there. So I guess any sort of thing, whether it's live, animated, whatever, you know, I mean, even the news right now, people are doing it from home. So it's like five computer screens and you get like the anchors, but they're all sitting at their, you know, on their couch with their dog, whatever. And that, that's what they're doing. So I, I guess that's, that's what it is. I, you know, and, and it's hard to kind of remember or it's hard to think because, you know, like, uh, like, you know, I, I do my stuff from home. So I work from home on a daily basis anyway. So for me, this is not that word of a situation, but like you were saying, you know, before I got on, you got, you got to bring stuff in and out. I guess it's the same type of deal with the studios. You have to be able to get the, get the stuff to the person who needs to get it done to get it done or else you really don't have anything because right. without the proper equipment, you're screwed either way. Um, right. So that's that. I'm sure when we get into the Venom, it'll be the same type of thing too, but we'll talk about that when we get there too. So the next thing up, which I thought was interesting because this has not been a thing I've noticed, but some people were talking about the writing of it. And I guess Spider-Man 2 went into some stuff that was more, was different than what we remember from the 90s versions. The 90s was kind of very low-key laid back. There wasn't a lot of too much visual innuendo stuff. Again, it was the 90s. You had what you had to work with. You know, that's what that. So what it sounds like is they're not going to, you know, being that Spider-Man, they're not going to go farther than a PG-13, if that. Um, but the question I really had, though, is that did somebody really expect this to go past that rating at all? Like, it seems a little weird that somebody would have thought this would be like an R-rated movie. This is not a, you know. There's always that one person that is going to be, um, it's got to be R. If it's going to be good, it's got to be R. And Spider-Man oh, okay. Isn't that character at all? And well, okay, it's, is it not that character, or is it not that version of him? Like, like Tobey Maguire at the time was like I think in his thirties. Tom or, or whatever. Tom Holland is a younger is a younger guy. Is it is it because of that, or is it just generally speaking, Spider Man really isn't an R rated character? Gen yeah, that's that's what I, I'm, I'm okay. talking about. Generally speaking, Spider-Man is not an R-rated character. He's um he's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Even his so I mean, and there are some dark stories that you could get into. Um, one of which is Craven's Last Hunt is a very dark story, yeah. but it's dark in a PG-13 type of, of of way. True. I mean, you you remember the episode on the animated series, uh, where I think it was a two-part episode and you met Craven. And he came to New York and he, you know, I, I remember kind of, and again, it was also the way it was drawn. It was drawn in a very kind of like, like, whoa, in your face. But I guess they never really crossed too much of a line. Whereas like in a Batman cartoon, it got kind of dark. 
but I guess in the Spider-Man cartoon, it was still more or less safe for yeah. the majority of people to watch, I guess. But that's actually a good, a good thing because I was actually going through some Spider-Man stuff and I popped up on last time. And I was just thinking to myself, when they do bring him in, is it going to be, you know, like a Sony character? Uh, is it going to be like a, a dark venom type of thing? Or are they going to put it in the MCU and maybe do more of a, you know, like a Michael Keaton vulture type of thing that was, you know what I mean? Like, so there's so many ways to go about it, but I guess that you're right. In the long run, Spider-Man generally is a safe character. Right. The, the other thing too, just getting into Craven in the MCU version is that, first of all, they're batting a thousand right now with taking Spider-Man's dumbest villains and turning them actually into legitimate fun to watch movie villains. Um, so I, I don't book. Spider-Man's dumbest villains. But I don't I don't have any doubt that they will make Craven um intimidating. I mean they, Michael Keaton as Vulture was very, very intimidating. Oh no, um, he was great. I had no I had yeah. no problem. And I, I just find it funny because you know he was Batman, now he's the vulture. It's like he likes to play bird character or fine characters. <laughs> he was Birdman as well. So uh well, there you yeah. go, he was Birdman. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that that's it's gonna it's gonna fit in fine. Um, I mean, I, I try I try to avoid having my own ideas for what I want the story to be because I just set myself up for disappointment. Uh, but doing that, <laughs> well, then you'll hate what we're getting into next. But continue anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, um, no, okay. I just I have my ideas, but. Whatever, they, whatever they put out, I'm probably going to enjoy because I'm that kind of person. So, well, the one thing that hasn't come in, this is the next next uh, part, is that we have Watts back, who did Homecoming, and he did really well with Homecoming. Um, so everybody's happy he's coming back. So, do we expect that since we're getting the director back again, um, he's going to do just as well as he did with Homecoming, or do we think maybe he'll, you know? Because this is not the only type of movie he's made. He's made, he's made a majority, lots of different movies, but he did really well. So do we think maybe it's a good thing we get him back? Or is it kind of like the Sam Raimi thing where he did those really weird Spider-Mans? And it's like, I'm glad he did them, but, you know, maybe we want some fresh meat. I don't know. Well, I, I think the, the, reason, the reason why Spider-Man 3 is an outlier for the Raimi Spider-Verse is because he was at odds with the studio. Um, John Watts works cheap, does what he's told. <laughs> I really, I, I, but John Watts isn't like, he's not looking at the stuff you put into his work. And <laughs> he's not their top name uh, directors. It's not like you, if you were to have trivia night, you know, you'd be lucky to have someone at the table who was like, you know, if the, if the question was who directed uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home? Oh, John Watts. <laughs> Very few people are gonna get that. Um I, I like I like the fact that if they're at least with this trilogy, keeping it to one directorial voice, he's he's doing a really good job because he's essentially turned Spider-Man into into a John a series of John Hughes films. Um which <laughs> you said that and totally I got that. What's that? that? But I got that word thing of the uh, the jukebox thing, and I'm thinking I'm hearing the "Don't You Forget About Me" song yeah. in my head. Yeah, but I mean they've got, they've got better '80s soundtracks than Ready Player One had. Um, <laughs> I mean, they really. I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on there, and at least get him through high school this way. Get Peter through high school this way, um, and. Get, <laughs> Just, just leave it. Leave it with John Watts. If a fourth movie ever does come up, then yeah, sure. 
<clears throat> at that point move to a different director. But I I'm I, I'm I'm completely down with him doing a third movie. I I feel like the the consistency in directorial voice and tone is is what this one needs. All right, that's fair enough. And then um, I know you many ago you said you you don't want to get your hopes up of what it's about, but I think it's fair to say as far as storyline goes, a big part of this is going to be that infamous mid credit scene um, that we got. Uh, not not the J. Jonah Jameson, but the the other one with the, you know, spoiler alert, the, the Cree, whatever. The one at um, the very end, yeah. <laughs> so that being said, now, of course, Captain Marvel's got her own deal and she's going to have her whole line of whatever. And, and I know that the species is mainly with her. So that's that's her race. That's her thing. Right. But they did bring it up in the Spider-Man movie. And usually when they do so, it's possibly for a reason. So some sources that I read said that they think the third movie will have a large chunk of it based with those characters. The problem though that I have with that is that being that it's a Captain Marvel thing, I don't really see the point of doing that. It'd almost be like having the same movie twice with two different lead Avengers. Um, but that being said, and maybe this goes into a ne the next Avengers film, is there any reason to connect Spider-Man with the Kree, with Captain Marvel, or should this all just be a separate thing until everybody comes back together? I think that that end scene fed in, is feeding into a completely different movie. I don't think it's going okay. to be Spider-Man. I think it's it's definitely leading into something, and there's been speculation that it's Secret Invasion. Um, okay. I mean, there, there's a number of things that it could be. I, I don't think it feeds into this one, though. Just, just long story short i don't I, I really don't that's why we asked i mean you know i i, I kind of agree with you too it just once in a while you get a word scene and then somehow that scene ends up connected to the next movie for whatever hell the reason is mostly it's kind of like a guardians thing where guardians can do whatever the hell they want because none of it makes any sense so they yeah. can just put a bunch of random crap in there and be like oh they're in space so that's okay you know like <laughs> that type of deal but i think I think you're right. I think if there is a connection, it would be the next Avengers-style movie where everybody's back together to battle the bad guys, in this case, the, the Kree. But I think it's safe to say when Spider-Man comes back out, it'll be strictly on him and the next Spidey villain, whoever the hell it may be. Yeah. Uh, they do say, uh, with, uh, with Mysterio, they could still keep him around for other stuff too. But who knows? I mean... There's the the pro the only problem with Spider-Man is that there's too many people in the collection that he has. And you want to get everybody, right? You want to make everybody a character, but you only have two hours of film. So right. that's the only issue we have here. I think if they're gonna do Mysterio again, bring him back, but but bring some, you know, bring somebody new in. Get a new, get a new villain in. We we have what? He's battled like what 50 different people and plus. And that's not even counting the people he fights like when he's an Avenger. Like that's just kind of the people he fights by himself. So right. it's the, 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 the one thing I noticed DC is okay with is that they seem to have one set of villains and those are their villains. Marvel has way too many villains per one person. So you can have one good guy and you can have 20 villains. You multiply that by how many good guys you got right. way too many bad guys in this universe. Well, I mean, you're also talking too that when all these guys were created, it was just to keep the comic books fresh. This there was never any intention that this was going to go cinematically. Okay. Yeah. I I do 
I'm really digging the fact that they managed to get through two full movies of Spider-Man without once bringing up Green Goblin, which is fantastic. Um, well, wasn't there that weird like building though that was supposed to be Oscorp, but they never really said it was Oscorp? Yeah, that's that's you know throwing an Easter egg in there is much different than actually like just deciding screw it, let's throw them in the last fifteen minutes of the movie like they did in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Right. Um, Spider-Man does have a, a huge rogues gallery, and as I mentioned earlier, most of them are dumb. These are three or four really really great villains, and everybody else is just like, oh, I'm shocked. You know, they included Shocker in there. Shocker is an incredibly stupid villain. He's essentially wearing nothing in it. Isn't his only power like those glove things he has that like shoots out bullets? Exactly. exactly. He might as well just be running around with like two um two balloons, great static electricity. <laughs> but the thing is though, is that the, the characters that they have not committed to film yet. In this case, it would be Craven and perhaps Scorpion. Um right. which I know Scorpion, the actor who played him said he he'll come back, but it, it depends on what the what the production calls for, I guess. Right, and they could easily change that actor out to somebody oh, I'm sure, yeah. recognizable. Um, but those are two characters who've never seen the light of day in a live-action cinema cinematic movie. So I, I'd like to see either one of them, um, which I know is good. we're going to tie into something in just a minute as well with, with another film. But right. yeah, those are the two that I would like to see. See, I would have to, I'd only have to disagree because I feel like I'd want to see Doc Ock because he did play a really big role in the in the cartoons and those comics. But I think he needs to be specially done well. So I think he would need to be, he would need to be the focus of the Spider-Man film. Like it would have to be just on him, you know what I mean? And right. not, yeah. not bring anything else in. And for what we know, just to kind of uh, wrap up what we know on the film, we the, the two the the two main characters will be back. So we got Spider Man, we got MJ coming back because Zendaya right. did say she'll renew and all that. And obviously Tom Holland, you have to have him or else you don't have Spider Man. Um, right. So I see your point. I see where you're going. Um, really quick before we do the second part, the other character that Sony's making is the Morbius character, which is also a big villain as well. Again, that's like a whole other episode, obviously, that we won't go into that too deep. But yeah. it kind of it goes to my point again. Spider-Man has a lot of very classic people, but you can't just throw them in. And I think you kind of said it well. You can't just throw them in willy-nilly. You got you to gotta do it right. You got to focus on, on them. Yeah. You know. Um, but okay, but you, but as, but uh, we will jump right in because you hinted so so nicely there. Um, so the, <laughs> Other news, uh, and this is obviously not news either, uh, Venom 2, because apparently the first one did well. I don't know why or how, but it did. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I watched parts of it. I don't even think if I, I don't even think I finished the whole thing because I I couldn't. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll so we'll do this and then we'll kind of end with like with the connection thing and we'll go back and discuss whether or not the two will ever meet. Right. Um, so again. Uh, same thing with the releasing and all that stuff. They wanted to. They want to start doing it now. They want to bring it out later. The difference here, though, is that Sony does have the Morbius stuff. They does have the other movies coming out. So they're trying to. They're trying to give enough time between the two to make them both worthwhile. So, obviously, it'll be the same answer. Well, we have with Spider Man, but do we think they're just going to have to take their time and just have to wait it off a little bit? Because I think as of now, their release date is also 2021, as was Spider Man Three. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I, I do feel too that the, um, I think the production schedule for the Venom movies is actually a shorter one than any movie in the MCU. Okay. It, I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you, Rob. I don't care. Um, you know, I, I, it's like, I, yeah. Venom, I, I had a conversation with my friend, Tom Green, who hosts the, uh, the Movies After Work podcast. And he actually mentioned this on his show about how Wolverine is essentially the Marvel equivalent of Elmo. It's just like he shows up in everything and he makes everything less special because he's there. And I kind of feel the same way about Venom. Venom is one of these characters that was like, he was great for his period of time in the 90s. And then it should have been it. And unlike a character, very similar character like Deadpool. Deadpool, great 90s character. And then just kind of like did stuff, didn't care. But they, they gave him new life with the movie, and it, it didn't happen with Venom. Because you don't have that Spider-Man connection, Venom just looks like a roided-out Spider-Man in a universe without Spider-Man. And I mean, no, you, you, you make a point. I mean, I will have to disagree. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is, is hilarious, don't get me wrong. Deadpool is a, and just because I'm just kind of feeding off what you said, it, he is one of those characters that you can kind of give or take. If you read him in the comics, you've read him whatever, he really doesn't serve a purpose other than I think you kind of brought up earlier, they wanted to keep making characters to keep it fresh. And this was one of those characters and it worked. And now it's kind of like, to, to use your Sesame Street analogy, it's like kind of like Big Bird. You like Big Bird. But you don't really need Big Bird. Like he's there because he's a famous character. Um, the problem I had with with Venom, and again, and I know the legality, Sony and them, they're being dicks to each other. Yeah. My language, but um, Venom, Venom is one of the few I think that needs to be part of something else. I he can't really stand alone without making any without not making sense. Even in the the Spider-Man three, the the Sam Raimi one, without Topher Grace getting pissed off by Peter Parker, Venom really wouldn't need to be there because there wouldn't be a body that was angry, you know, angry enough to attach the thing to. So yeah. Venom is there because he's cool. But if you take out Venom, Spider-Man would be perfectly fine and would never lose too much interest. I think. Yeah. And and again, I don't I don't like the new cartoons, but I was flipping the channels. I was watching one of the new Disney cartoons they have, and there was like a two-parter where Venom and Spider-Man work together or whatever. It was like a buddy cop movie. It it there was no point to having Venom there because he didn't really do much other than being extra muscle for Spider-Man, who could really get the job done by himself. You know, and maybe it was like Tom Hardy was like, I want to play a, a character in the in the you know superhero, and I'm you know whatever. I don't I don't know. It it just seems it seems to me like another Deadpool thing to me. Like they're doing it because they can because you know the name. When you when I say Venom, you go, oh, the guy in the black symbiote suit. Yeah, that's all there is. No, I mean, no offense to people who liked it, but that, that's just. You know, and then they're talking about they want to add more like Venom, like Shriek and She Venom and all these other characters. But you have to kind of like you have to make the first character sustainable before adding random people you've never heard of before. 
Right. Movies that just falls into the category of a movie that practically everybody saw that nobody really liked. <laughs> okay. And it's just it's just one of those things that if you're going to expand your your Spider Verse because Sony's always wanted to do this Spider Verse and they did it once amazingly in an animated movie. They've been wanting to do this Sinister Six so badly for so many uh, years. Yes. Glad you brought that up. It's a bad. I mean, Suicide Squad. All right, so just you know, on the DC end of things, you take all the villains, put them in a in, in a movie. Together. Suicide Squad is a loathsome movie. It's not even just bad; it's odious. How bad that movie is! It's almost and, like they took a bunch of celebrities and like just put them in costume, put them in a room, and see what happens. Yeah, let's cause plan. Let's see how this shakes out. No, Jared Leto's going to be a Joker. Fantastic. And now he's going to be Morbius. Fantastic. Okay, and, and and that's the other part of the, you know, the thing, too, is that they kept bringing up a lot of the fact that Morbius is very close behind Venom and vice versa. So I I think it comes down to, in my opinion, wise, Sony Sony's lack of superhero knowledge is making it harder for them to make a movie. Now, yes, I give them Spider-Verse. But I really give it to them more because of an animated feature, not really a plot line per se. Sony does do well with animation, so I give them that. Um, it was kind of funny to see, you know, different versions of Spider-Man. Like, that was yeah. kind of, you know, whatever. But I think the problem is, is that they have to get over themselves. They got to make some sort of deal. They got to let Marvel work with the characters they know and they created. I mean, yes, the, the, the movies didn't create them. You know, Stanley and his group created them, but you got to work with the people that made these characters come to life back in the seventies and eighties. And Sony yeah, doesn't do it. No. Um, could it be better with a different cast of people? I don't know. Would it be better with a different studio? I don't know. I think they kind of missed the ball, but because it did enough money, they're making number two, and they'll probably make number three. I don't know. Um, but again, in the time we're in right now, with everything being pushed on hold, maybe, just maybe, there will be some light in the, end of the tunnel, and they'll be able to reconfigure this, maybe make a deal, and be like, hey, and this goes into our last thing, maybe put Spidey and him in the universe together, in the Marvel Universe, and maybe make a better movie. Um, I don't I know. Don't I, I don't need him, but I'm just saying, if anybody's going to make Venom, make it be the people who created the character to begin with. That, that's all that's all I'm going with. Right. And I don't feel and again, we, with the way that they've established the Venom universe, it, it's not dependent on Spider-Man at all. And that's the only way right. that Venom works with Spider-Man is if Spider-Man has that attachment to the symbiote, he does not have it in this universe. So <laughs> you know, as bad as Spider-Man 3 was, at least they had the symbiote in that universe i mean at least they gave a nod and they're like we tried i know it sucked but we tried yeah you know it, i'm not i'm not giving them any props i'm just saying at least they, at least sam raimi made a point of saying the symbiote is a big part of spider-man let's at least try to put it in somehow didn't yeah. end very well but at least he made a a, a conscious choice of trying right you know um okay so yeah, so as far, I mean, I, I think as far as the connection thing, you're probably right. I mean, I think the studio is no better than to jump into something that doesn't work. Um, but, and this kind of goes back to your Sinister Six thing, 
I do have a feeling that sometime down the line, Marvel may be able to make some sort of maybe uh, a series with them, maybe some sort of Disney Plus show. That way, at least you can make it, you know, maybe make it animated. I don't know. But I feel like if they're going to do it, they'll do it right. At least I'm hoping. And they'll put some time and effort into it. So I'm not looking forward to it anytime soon. I will let them do their thing. But because they've already added Vulture, they've already added Mysterio, they're going down the path. It's, it's, I think it's inevitable. I just don't know how they're going to go about doing it. We will see. We'll see. Um, right. Like you said, Scorpion guy can be recast. That's how good he was in the movie. You know, I mean. <laughs> Dude, you showed up in a post-credit scene. Yeah, great. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you see the tattoo on his face. I mean, it's like, okay, that that's really how you're going that way. Like, you, you give him a Scorpion tattoo. Like, you could have gone, I don't know, something more creative than that. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. So, what do you guys think out there? I think either way, these guys are not going to be coming out anytime soon. I think, you know, these people, they're, they're, they're very optimistic about their, their, their doings. But I think for the time being, let's not look for Spider-Man or Venom. Probably at least for another couple of years is my guess. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I sure, wouldn't. <laughs> I'm sure I when they come out closer, we'll come back on. We'll do a, a review or something on them. But for now... I just kind of wanted to give it, you know, a, a, a debate. And I think we had a very, very nice heated debate there. It was very good. Um, okay, so moving on to the next part. And this is one I'm sure everybody has, has heard about before. Um, it's probably one of my favorite stories. We're, we're going to go into issue one just to make it clear. I know I think there were seven altogether. I believe it was a long series. Yeah, it um, was. It was a long series that had a lot of tie-in throughout. Um, correct. There are, I think, 101 official publications. Oh, uh, including all the tie-ins and everything. You mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, just to make it easier, we're going to start at the beginning just because, you know, get, pe who, get people who haven't read it to maybe kind of get into it. Um, so, basically, um, it has nothing – when you say Civil War, people go, oh, that movie with Tony Stark and Captain America. No, that's, yeah. that's not what it was. The reason why the movie only had, like, 10 characters – was because of legal reasons. They only have the rights to those people. Um, in the book, though, however, we pretty much get to see everybody and their mother come out. We got the Fantastic Four. We got Doctor Strange. We got uh, Wasp and Ant-Man. We got a bunch of people. Um, one would say, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate, that maybe there were a little too many people in there at the time. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a great series. Uh, but just from there, we'll start at the beginning there. Um, do we think it had a little too many people running around beating the crap out of each other? I kind of felt like I, I didn't really take a, take any issue with that because you are literally okay. taking the Marvel Universe and splitting it splitting it in two. On, on okay. the right. yeah. I did. I enjoyed how they focused on very certain characters for very certain um, issues. Okay. Um, so I mean, you know, Cap and and, and Iron Man are the, the the two protagonists, antagonists, depending on what side of that you stand on. But there was um, they primarily focused on Spider Man. They focused on um, Sue Storm, which was an interesting choice. I thought uh, to focus on her, uh, Bill Foster, just focusing on him as a as a character in one of the issues. Right. That. Um, so I, I don't really feel like it was overloaded. There were certain things I was confused about. Uh, and I know we only talked about the first issue, but the stuff with the Punisher makes zero sense. <laughs> zero sense on that. 
So, okay, so j just so anybody out there, and again, you know, we won't give away the good stuff because we want you to go out and read, uh, you know, go to your local mom and pop comic book shops and, you know, support those guys. But what it comes down to is what the movie could have been if it had everybody in it. And basically what happened was it starts out with a group called the New Warriors. There happened to be an accident at the house. And it kind of just spirals out of control where you got some people thinking, let's not really use our superpowers. And you got other people thinking, well, we're kind of like the police and we should help you save the day if we need to. The difference though, is that of course in the movie, it was a little kind of clean cut. You had Cap side, you had Iron Man side and that was it. Like you said, there's a lot of different people that even though they were on one side or the other, they really weren't. They, they, nobody really, at least what I, how, what I got out of it was nobody really had a personal opinion on what the hell was going on. They just wanted to either shoot or run or shoot and run, depending on who you were. Right. Uh, one of the funniest moments that I, I remember was She-Hulk on the Larry King show talking about how, you know, superheroes are there to protect you. And she even says, we're like the police. Uh, and we we want to be there to help you. And, and we, we, we want to have the ability to use our powers when we need to. And it's kind of like, in a weird way, it's kind of like every Marvel movie we've seen or every Marvel movie. Um, you never really quite know who's necessarily right and who's necessarily wrong. You just want to see them duke it out because that's what makes these characters so freaking cool. You know, watching... Uh, cap refracted iron man blast off of his shield and chucking it you know it's like a whole whatever but is this in your opinion kind of like any other comic or story you've read before does this seem like it was taken from another idea i feel like we've seen this well, before well the entire idea is based on the patriot act the timing isn't the timing isn't coincidental this came out i think in Oh five, oh six. Actually, I could tell you when. Uh, I was oh six, you're right. Six, yeah. yeah uh, published in. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was in July. I think it came out. Right, and I'm sure that the story was actually boarded out a year before that in 05. Right. Um. So it's not coincidental. This this has a lot to do with the implementation of the Patriot Act. Um, I think in in terms of overall Marvel history and storytelling, it. Did uh, it? It did a lot just to shake things up, which you know, Marvel really. As much as I love them, sometimes they, they can keep they can stay a little stale. Not not I feel like DC does a much better job at it, but um, just trying to do something different, and this was definitely different. Uh, the only other one that even compares to this from this era is the Avengers Disassembled um, series. Okay, I I, vaguely, I gotta read that one again, but I remember that. All on Marvel, Marvel, uh, on Marvel Unlimited, man. That's how I uh, pulled up my Civil War. <laughs> there you go. There you I'm go. There. But um, I, you know, it's just one of those things that I, I hate. I hate to say this because I I love the series so much. The movie is tidier. The movie just as a as a as a two and a half hour piece of entertainment gets the points across um there is there is noble sacrifice it doesn't it's not nearly as bad as it was in comic book but being able to to fundamentally change how the characters interact with each other going forward up to and including um the infinity war and endgame 
movies. You know, I just, it's just one of those things. It's it's hard to compare the two because they do handle two very different topics with the same type of um, storyline. Okay, and now that being said, and I, again, I know it always ends up coming back to the movies because that's just what happens. But um, where we're living, <laughs> where we're living. So you know, because so you made a point of saying a second ago how the film was kind of more clean and it made sense. It fit. It fit within the time frame it was given. Um, I do give you that. If I had seen like Fantastic Four and X Men, everybody flying around, I probably would have been like, "What the f- is going on?" And probably would have just shut it off and gone my separate way. Um, Obviously, we brought up, you know, earlier we were talking about Spider-Man, you know, Secret Invasion and some other stuff, too. At some point, we're probably going to see everybody duking it out back and forth. We'll have X-Men, FF, Avengers versus Magneto, uh, the, you know, all the other guys, Doctor Doom, everybody, you know, fighting it out for whatever the hell the reason is. Um, do we, you know, you, you mentioned that the time being kind of connected to political things at the time. I'm trying to think how I was going to word the question. Um, would this I, I, be- sorry, so if, if, because I just had a thought about this too. Okay. I don't think they're going to revisit this. I don't, I really truly do not feel that they're going to revisit any type of superhero registration act. Okay. Well, accords. I, I just don't see that happening. That story's already been told. So do we think, though, at the same time, is it worthwhile making some sort of show, TV, or a movie, whatever, where you get a bunch of these characters together doing something? Or do you think it's just too much visual to watch at once? I mean, keeping in mind, if you watch an 80s and a 90s movie and you get a bunch of stuff, it's kind of now cult classic. Today, and you brought it up with the CGI thing, you can put a lot of stuff in the movie that you couldn't put in before. But do we want this or do, I mean, I, I get, okay. I get what you're saying. I, you're probably right. We're not going to say it. Do we want something like this at all? I guess is the first part of the question. I wouldn't mind some semblance of a Marvel team up. Quite honestly, you can do that. I know Marvel team up was, was very Spider-Man centric or better yet. Um, if they when if and when they do She-Hulk. Okay. If they, if they well, can. Anyway, that one's going to be on Disney plus. So at some point, they can move her to the MCU, I guess, right? Well, yeah, the, every character, every character is part of that. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy exist in the same universe as the Punisher. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, it's true. But I think if you're going to take the implementation of using movie characters, and they're doing this actually within the animated um, vein with What If? Okay. Yeah. The All right. That the, the the actors who play the characters in the MCU are going to voice their animated doppelgangers for What If, which is also going to be on Disney Plus. So it's okay. it's possible to do. Um, I mean, the thing is, is that some directors like the Russo brothers are are a rare breed because they can put a lot of action on screen and not have you lose what you need to look at. They will they will draw your focus to the thing you need to look at. This isn't this Michael Bay orgy of just like lawnmower parts and fire that are just being thrown at you and you have to kind of just determine who is transformers. Who. You know, it's 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 they, the Russo brothers are very, very different. I don't think other directors want to do that. And I kind of feel like um 
it, it, less is less is going to be more. Uh, you'll see team ups. You'll still see the Fantastic Four, who I I still firmly believe will be before the X Men. You will see the Fantastic Four teaming with whoever's left on the Avengers team at some point. But you're talking small mod, little modular um, installments, and not full blown things like you know every hero duking it out in the comic book Civil War. So now the next part of the question, was this book made way before its time then? Would would this have been a better story to come out now? No. No, I am I think that because the this era of storytelling is the comic book event era. You know, okay. there's so many different types of eras in comic book history. And this was like the, the mid-aughts was the this was the event storytelling. Like I mentioned, you know, you, you had Civil War, you had Avengers disassembled, um, you know, and that, that these lead into bigger things. Uh, Secret Invasion is another one um, that I, I think that it, it came out at the right time, um, especially now because the comic books for essentially are having to gear around the movies now anyway. Right. So having, having this piece of storytelling come out when it did, I, I wouldn't have done it any other way. Okay, I mean, I just gotta look at the book, and I, I have the novelization as well because they turned it into a story, and yeah. it's the same type, same type of thing. The book is, you know, just as good. Obviously, no pictures, uh, but the book is just as good as the comic. Um, it just, it, it's, it's because like last time I did a comic thing, we went over, you know, an issue of Black Panther, which was kind of a, a solo outing of him. Mm -hmm. uh, um, this is, I. Uh, I, I mean, I know I'm repeating you, but it's it's an event story. You're right, um, but it just every time I you know I go to the bookstore and I see it there, I flip through. There's just so much in there that I'm like, it almost seems overdoing it to the point of you know, yes, there was like like you said over a hundred different things, but maybe they should have just made them even shorter and made more tiny stories. I mean, there was so at one point I flipped it up, you know, I got to one part of it. And showed them all on the page. And it's like you couldn't fit everybody on one page. You got like, you know, people flying in from here and coming in from here. And it almost took away from the story because I was too busy going. It's like playing Where's Waldo? Like, who the hell am I missing on this yeah. page? So, I don't know. I guess I kind of agree. You know, again, maybe it went along with, like you said, the Patriot and everything. But I think maybe if it had been written today or a little bit, you know, a couple years ago, it could have been maybe easier to, to, to swallow for some people. Cause I know some people I talk to, they like it, but it's just a lot of stuff to read. And you get, you get through the first issue. You're like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to read the 99 remaining. It's, you know, and it kind of like the DC thing, they have their way of doing it. It never really works out well, but at least they have a smaller, I mean, I can't believe I'm, I'm, you know, defending them, but it's like they have a small group of people and that's all, you know, that's what you focus on. And, I think you, you made a good point of saying, you know, we'll see FF, we'll see X-Men and the, you know, Wolverine will go hang out with Captain America, whatever. Right. And I guess it'll work better, small groups, but at some point someone's going to raise their hand and be like, Hey, you know, um, a big guy is coming down. Like Galactus is coming down. You got to have everybody on their feet to fight. You can't just have, you know what I mean? Like, I feel right. like it might not be civil war, but I feel like at some point, whether it's the Russos or somebody else, someone's going to be like, Hey, FF, X-Men, Avengers, plunk together and go beat the crap out of the guy that's coming down from space. Is it going to be good? I don't know. Maybe it'll be better as a show or a series. I, it's hard to tell. 
your what if thing that you brought up, perfect yeah. example, you can break it down and maybe give me what I want in 30 minute uh, segments. Very, very, very possible. So I know we're just ranting, we're ranting today. I appreciate people who are watching. We got a couple of views up. I know we got some shares going on. So, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think it was fun. We did a good one today. Um, hey, you know, obviously we both agree we hate Venom and love Spider-Man. So there you go. <laughs> if you guys learned anything today, Venom yeah. sucks, Spider-Man's good. Just saying. Um, I'm going to get backlash for that, but you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so um, awesome. I appreciate you coming on. I guess any final thoughts on Civil War that you want to kind of bring up or? No, not particularly. Not particularly. I'm looking forward to seeing what um, kind of what the next big event MCU movie is, but we'll probably have to wait a while for that one. You know, I mean, I, I guess in, in a weird way, it's kind of a blessing because I think the more time they have at the drawing board to prepare, the better movie we might get. So maybe yeah. in a weird way, them having to pull back and kind of think, who knows, we may get a secret invasion that's awesome just because they have to take some extra time and safety to make yeah. it correct. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but I mean, yeah, well, we got the Disney Plus stuff coming out. I'm pretty sure by the end of this year, uh, Disney Plus is going to add, I think, the three shows we mentioned, plus maybe a couple more little segments. Um, I think What If is going to be mostly animated, so that might be actually out sooner because it's it's less of a people together and more of the drawing, but I don't know. I don't really know how it all works, so we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff. So again, I appreciate you coming on as always. I'm sure we will pop you on next week. Thank you. Um, I feel like and I, you brought this up. I think we're going to keep doing these even when everything goes back to normal because I think it's kind of fun to just see you and get to make faces yeah. at you while we do this. Um, <laughs> so hopefully you're up for it. We will definitely want you back more and more. Um, oh, were you going to say something really quick? Oh, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> I thought you put your finger up. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and then, of course, as always, go check uh, out his stuff at Geek Salad all over uh, Twitter. Uh, you're on Facebook, too, right? Yeah, uh, Geek Salad Podcast on Facebook and at Geek Salad Radio on Twitter. I'm also, uh, yep, and you can get us wherever you catch your podcast from. You, you saw with the guy in the NBC commercial, like, the more you know. Yes. <laughs> oh, we need, we need that rainbow. Oh, no, that might be legal, though. I don't think we can do that, can we? Right. Our new thing now that my daughter and I do whenever we watch a Disney Plus uh, anything is we do the whole, like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it's actually funny. I was watching a movie the other day, and I was like, Tinkerbell shows up everywhere on these movies. Like, she always does the one thing, and everything just poofs. Like, yep. I know I noticed it, but for some reason, right then and there, I'm like, oh, there. She's, I don't so know. Like, maybe now. I'm older now. I've, I... <laughs> All right, All guys. Right. So, uh, thank you again, everybody out there. Help you stay safe, stay healthy, uh, and of Please. course, stay nerdy. Bye, guys. Later.